And we are back, picking up on the evolution of boxing equipment again, its history within the industry, and as part of the sport. Uh, these segments seem to be getting some traction, so we'll keep mixing it up with one-on-one -on -one interviews, inspirational stories, and are also working on some future Focus on the Fighter podcasts that will spotlight some characteristics, stories, and behind-the-scenes that made certain fighters stand out. So let's start by revisiting gloves, specifically bag gloves. Most bag gloves you see in the gym today, or the more common ones, are these fully padded gloves like these. They have about two inches of foam across the knuckles. They feature a Velcro strap that makes them easy to put on and take off, and all have the traditional palm bar for grip. And these are really designed to protect your, your fist, your knuckles, and help prevent hand injuries. This style of bag glove really didn't come into, into fruition until the late 1970s or gained popularity until the early 1980s. Prior to that, this type of old school bag glove was more dominant for about the previous 250 years or so from somewhere in the late 1800s. It's a little hard to fathom that bag gloves didn't change all that much for more than an entire century, but they really didn't. The original style and design of bag gloves were more like this, which is you can see is kind of just a padded mitten. They were constructed with a minimal amount of padding. Um, they all had a palm bar that was usually metal, so you could get a good firm grip and make a tighter fist. And then if you fast forward a couple of hundred years, I used a pair exactly like this back in the early 80s, the Sugar Ray Leonard model. As you can see, they were a little bit more padded with about an inch of open cell foam, but that still wasn't much. You know, even then I still had uh, knuckle problems and injuries due to the lack of padding. But in hindsight, that might have also been from lack of proper punching form or understanding the punching mechanics correctly. But this style of glove definitely allows you to, to punch more sharply, land cleaner shots, and perfect your punching technique. Proper delivery, landing evenly across your knuckles, and following through on your punches are all crucial elements of executing exact form. That's why this old school model still exists and thrives at title boxing, along with the newer versions. Both bag glove styles have their place in distinct uses and can be used together in combination to focus on purposeful training. The throwback glove design allows you to protect your hands while you perfect your technique. Next, let's talk about championship belts. In the beginning, championship or title belts weren't actually belts at all. They weren't made of leather, they weren't backed with wool, they didn't even have buckles. The evolution of the championship belt started when fighters wore colored sashes into the ring around their waists. These sashes were symbolic, but they still served a purpose. Whichever fighter lost a particular bout, he would then relinquish his belt, his sash, and that's how actual belts came about. One of the oldest official championship belts were created by the Ring Magazine. They awarded their belts more exclusively to linear champions, meaning you had to be the man who beat the man. The Ring began awarding championship belts in 1922. The first Ring World title belt was awarded to heavyweight champion Jack Dempsey. The second was awarded to flyweight champion Pancho Villa, and nearly every, every legitimate champion has worn their belt at some point in their career since. Today, we proudly produce these beautiful belts for the Ring, and I have to say they are unique and highly sought after by today's champions. It's just one of those achievements that have become synonymous with making boxing history. This beautiful belt is going out to newly crowned undisputed world champion, Devin Haney. In fact, by the time this podcast airs, he should have it in his hands to be the most recent fighter crowned as the Greens champion. The other most widely recognized and coveted belt is the WBC's distinctive green belt. This sanctioning body was established in 1963, and today its title belt portrays 
all of the 161 countries of the organization. Although the WBO has been around slightly longer and there are more titles to be won today than ever before, for whatever reason, the WBC belt has always had an allure and a certain mystique to it. Bottom line is, if you win one of these, you have officially arrived. And finally, let's get to reflex bags. Although most people in the fight game think that the Cobra reflex bag is a new and innovative item, they've actually been in existence since the early 1900s. Of course, today's models are faster, move more smoothly, and are higher tech, but there is evidence of variations on this concept that go as far back as Jack Johnson. This early version of the reflex bag had a cast iron base and a leather bag that was mounted to a wooden base. It looks like it might have contained a, a tension spring inside that would make the bag recoil and bounce back into place when it was struck. That internal spring would have looked something like this because it provides opposing force when it's stretched. After that, you can see the great Henry Armstrong on a more modern design that has an iron base loaded down with sandbags. And again, it looks to be using some sort of a tension spring. That differs from today's more common design that uses a larger wire coil spring that bounces back when pushed or pulled laterally side to side. All in all, the premise or concept hasn't changed all that much over the past hundred years, except that today's models would be more responsive, require greater hand speed, head movement, and better timing overall. In the case of Tidal's Deluxe King Cobra Reflex Bag, you also get the added action from the bag's core being made from infused foam instead of a tra traditional air bladder. This prevents the bag from flopping around, giving too much when it's hit, and also doesn't require filling or the types of maintenance that your typical reflex bag needs when they have an air bladder. In terms of a demanding training tool in the gym, it's tough to beat a Cobra Reflex Bag for developing both offense and defensive skills. And there you have it with another round of the history of boxing equipment. As always, I hope it's been interesting, insightful, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you for watching this episode of Title Unboxed. If you're anything like me, you can never get too much boxing. So if you'd like to watch more episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our Title Boxing YouTube page.